Introducing From the Glove Box, an automotive podcast with Mike and Tony Tavage, the father-son team and owners of Team T Automotive in Northern Indiana. Today's conversations are about Corvettes, your dream garage, and all the electronics in your car. All right, Mike and Tony from the Glove Box. Hey, we're uh, independent shop owners in northern Indiana coming at you with this podcast and just talking about a variety of uh, car and truck uh, topics and stuff. So uh, how are you doing today, Tony? I'm doing good. Good? Is that's just average or great or? Middle of the road. Middle of the road. That's probably Tony. Middle of the road guy. Um Yep. So, uh, yeah, hey, we're all doing good and stuff. So we are all uh, very reliant on the modern automobile automobile and stuff like that. So, hey, our subject this week we want to talk about is uh, the Chevrolet Corvette. Good and bad and uh, different memories you have with that. So do you, uh, I'll ask you a couple questions. We'll see. I know he's got more of a Camaro knowledge than he does a Corvette knowledge. But you, first year Corvette was made. 1953. 1953. It had really nice roll-up windows at that time. I don't think it had windows, did it? No, it didn't. It had plastic side cur- curtains, yeah. I believe. So, yeah. Imagine that, a car that didn't even have real windows. Uh, what, is it? It? what was the one year they did not make a Corvette? Mm. 82? 93. <laughs> 92, and then when they went to the whatever C model, they're all C, like one through eight or nine or whatever they are. Um, well, they needed to not make one then because from about 1984 to about 1992 is considered the poor man's Corvette. So yeah. if that offends anybody. Yeah, so. not, not trying to be mean there, but... Uh, <laughs> um, That's your $10,000 and under Corvette. <laughs> Here, here's a fact. Um, we have pace cars at the Indianapolis 500, which uh, were based in Indiana and stuff. How many times do you think the Corvette was the pace car? More than 10. That is true. Less than 20. So, and I got Wikipedia in front of me, but it looks like 17 times the Corvette was the pace car. Hmm. Um, so that's a lot. Of, that's, that's, I, I'm, I haven't looked that deeply into the article, but it looks like that's got to be the most um, uh, heaviest uh, pace car that was uh, paced the Indy 500 and stuff for sure. So so if you think about Corvettes, Tony, any really favorite one come to mind? Um, like you said, I'm not a big Corvette guy because, number one, I can't fit in it. So um, the, the one that... The one that I always think about is the 63 split window, um, which is obviously a very rare car. So the back window had a strip of metal going down the middle of it, splitting the glass in half. Um, and that was a one-year only thing because, quite honestly, it was a flaw. So uh, you couldn't see out of the back of the car very well, and, and it just they discontinued it after 1963 because they had issues and complaints, and now it's caused a uh, rare icon for the Corvette enthusiast. 
Yeah, it was because uh, the funny thing, you put the rear view mirror in the center of the windshield so you can see out the back, and then you just put this big, uh, I don't know, it was four or five inches uh, strip of metal down the middle and stuff, but it did make a, a very unique, uh, unique car for sure. Um, you know, I think of some of the, obviously the brand new ones, the 20, you know, the 2022s and newer, you know, the new ones are, are really cool. Tony and I, uh, you know, leave uh, our shop area and drive to Nashville for some business meetings and go by the Corvette uh, plant many times and stop in there and see that. And, uh, you know, the, the new one with the mid engine and stuff is just a really, really cool car. Um you know, I think of, uh, I know one we did for, a, um, we we helped a, a guy redo a 68 427 four-speed red with a black top um, uh, car that was really cool. And they updated the uh, suspension on a new one. So that, that was definitely a fun project we did many, many moons ago and stuff. So, um, and that's a shout out to our old buddy, uh, Raleigh Yoder used to do a lot of Corvette uh, restorations. Uh, one well, of the I'm best sure old Raleigh's listening to the podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but uh, that dude, uh, that dude knew knew how to restore a Corvette for sure. So yes, he did. Uh, but yeah, we have a lot of different cars. I think you know, you know, if you think about Americana and whatever, I think the a picture of a Corvette is a pretty natural, you know, uh, American-made muscle car yeah. that's. Uh, that's continued to reinvent itself, you know, through the, what is it? Is it C9? Is that the new one now? I don't even remember the Cs. Or each each uh, body style had a C, like C1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, but they have all those. And you, you'll tell us, you know, I'm, I'm telling you how much we know about them. So I, I know a fair amount about Corvettes, but I don't know all the details of that. But uh, definitely. The C8. C8 is the newest one. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, According to Car and Driver. Yeah. Well, Car and Driver is usually a pretty accurate uh, fact with that stuff. But, uh, but yeah, they made some really unique uh, power plants, and they made, you know, unique, um, you know, transmissions. And, again, just, just a really cool-looking car. Again, if you're if you're a bigger dude like Tony, they can be uh, a little little tough to get in and out of. But they, they definitely are, uh, you know, if, if you think of a Chevrolet Corvette, you, you probably think of the American flag. Uh, flying behind it too because that's different definitely a a staple of uh who we are as americans and stuff and one of the true true really cool muscle cars i was looking at a couple things online i mean the 82 pace car was a or no 79 pace car that black and silver one was a was a pretty cool had big spoilers on it and you know pretty neat looking thing and stuff so yeah the 20 2019 uh uh Corvette seemed to have a lot of wings and that type of stuff, really tall wings on the back of it with the ZL1 uh, and, and everything and high horsepower engines and stuff. So, yeah, they so. do. They, they've got a lot of different variations. And hey, even going back to the, you know, a lot of the hot rod movies and stuff, a lot of Corvettes uh, featured in, in di- different uh different movies and stuff there's a movie called corvette summer was an old movie and you know several other uh pretty good ones but yeah the you know the the gm uh, chevrolet corvette uh it, its uniqueness was uh even back to you know early early days it was a fiberglass body it was not a not a steel body car and it's one of the few that uh stayed uh, tried and true to that i don't i'm assuming it's all plastic now i don't even know that yeah. for a fact 
back. I, so I would assume so. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely a really cool car. Definitely a fun car with uh, T tops or convertible or even a hard top and stuff. And uh, definitely a lot of different variations. So uh, definitely a car Mike nor Tony have ever owned. No, have and, not owned a Corvette, and, and probably can't because if we take our wives anywhere, they like to pack a lot of stuff, and you can't fit a lot of stuff in a Corvette. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is very true. So there's uh, uh, you can't get a lot. I guess I did though. I rented one on uh, one of our anniversaries in Florida, and then uh, we had so much luggage that my wife had to put a suitcase on the floor and put her feet up on top of it to drive uh, drive to the Keys and stuff. So that was uh, that was a unique experience and all. Uh, so they have they have improved that a little bit. But that that year, I forget what year that even was, but uh, it was uh, not a lot of luggage room. Let's say that. So. That's a little bit from the glove box, Mike and Tony Tadich, and uh, our few thoughts on Corvettes. Hey, guys. Just wondering what your dream three-car garage would be. Love the show. Thanks. Bye. Hey, Mike and Tony Tadich back from the glove box. Uh, Caller called in, Tony, and is asking about... The if you had a three stall garage and you had the three perfect dream cars, what would they be? But you know, I think before we get into that dreaming to that, I think Tony's already got it, right? Would tell tell us what's in your garage right now, Tony? <laughs> uh, stretch limo golf cart with three rows, uh, a 2021 Toyota Sienna minivan, and a 2021 Toyota Tundra pickup truck. Isn't that everybody's dream, a, a, a golf cart that stretch so you can haul the, his uh, his uh, kids that are 10, 3, and twin 9-month-olds, and then uh, then a Sienna minivan. Every every dude that owns automotive shops yeah. should have a minivan, and then a, and a, then a pickup truck for the company and stuff so you got a john deere in there too so technically it's got two john deers in there right now oh wow okay (laughs) cool but uh yeah that's his dream garage i guess mine's got a mine's got a tundra and a harley and a lexus in there right now ping pong table and a ping pong table i do have that in there too that is correct um but uh no um caller is not the dream garage okay (laughs) well it could be a nightmare garage you know but hey you know you're least blessed with their you know they're not all 30 years old either so it's a very reliable garage i can say that yeah that's that's a good point stuff so man if you had that garage that had three dream cars and we were talking with engineer brody a little bit and he talked about uh gtr and he talked about that uh, skyline and a couple of the good uh you know japanese that was uh, the car. mistake that we made we asked the kid that drives a mitsubishi yeah <laughs> that's true he has mitsubishi i thought he had <laughs> nissan but you're right asked that but hey i that's think he's okay. got a nissan too in yeah. his stable at home <laughs> uh dream garage for you for me yeah 70 and a half split bumper Camaro. So slow down, 70 and a half. Now, wait a minute. For our public, cars are made in oh, years, 69, down. 70, because you said it too fast. People didn't understand. Because I was going to the next one. 70 and a half. Let's go back here. Cars are made, in, like right now, you know, 2022, 2021s. What is a half car? I don't get a half car. I don't know the whole story behind it, but I'm sure you will enlighten us. <laughs> well... 
I think uh, Camaro was a little late to the gate that year, and so instead of building a 70, they 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 it came out a little late, so they they called it literally a 70 and a half, um, and it's a split bumper Camaro and. Uh, and grills wide open and has two little bumpers on the side and stuff. So 70 and a half. But you could get the split bumper all the way to 73, but I want the 70 and a half. Okay. That was a pretty rare one for sure. So yeah. pretty cool car. So if, you, if you're close to whatever, Google Google a 70 and a half split bumper Camaro. Pretty, pretty, pretty badass for sure. What else? 1970 Chevelle SS 454 with a bench seat and air conditioning. <laughs> Mine was a 71. I Not like the 70 set. better. Yeah, square tail lights instead of the two. And the three-point front grill. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, third one? Third one would probably be some type of an exotic. Um, a Ferrari, a Lamborghini, something along those lines. So I like the uh, mid-'90s uh, Ferrari F40. So... Something like, along that lines, like uh, Magnum PI, red one. A little one. newer than that. Okay, I'm just checking, make sure that was an old TV show that had a dude yeah. running around one of those. So, um, yeah, gosh, for me, you know, definitely like the Harley. So probably have to be one of those in there. I'm not sure. Kind of like the one I have, but uh, gosh. You could fit that in the front and three cars behind That's it. That's true. I could. It says three car garage. That doesn't mean that you can't have a good Harley in there too. Yeah. So, or or some other motorcycle of your choice. Um, I would think you know that mid-engine new Corvette's pretty cool, pretty pretty neat looking. A lot of different variations of that. You can like get that. some white New Balances and jean shorts to go yeah, with that. No, I'm not doing that. Well, Hawaiian. I need a Hawaiian shirt too. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and a visor. Yeah. Use a visor. Yeah. So sorry for anybody that wears those. We're not being mean. It's just not just not the look, I guess, that I'm looking for. Uh, not to say mine's the coolest either, but you know. Well, you're kind of in that '60s uh, red on red uh, Corvette. You know, white tennis shoe yeah. range now. So yeah. no, I don't so. think that's probably going to happen. But I have been looking at some Porsches. I like a couple of the four door fast ones, all wheel drive. There's some cool stuff with those. Uh, got Ferrari, though, those, you know, so, something probably very unique, you know, in northern Indiana. You don't see a lot of those type of things. We were in, uh, we were in, uh, Phoenix, uh, just a while back and uh, man there's all sorts of cool hot rods and stuff uh i'd probably i'd probably like a car uh, you know with some hydraulics on it and stuff be pretty cool <laughs> drag car you know some type of you know pretty fast car but you know even um the muscle cars the uh um oh the uh Hellcats and stuff. They make some, you know, so probably at this age, I'd probably opt for more new high performance, you know, that still had all the creature comforts of air conditioning and all, all yeah, that I type of stuff. That. Yeah. yeah Another one that would be a close uh, to third for me would be the 32 three window Ford from uh, American Graffiti. Oh, yeah. That'd be a pretty good one. So 66 silver Corvette 427 four speed comes to mind with side pipes, had the mm -hmm. factory side pipes. That was a pretty, that was a pretty amazing car for sure. Did you get three carb intake on that? Uh, you could probably get three deuces on that, I think. Yeah, which is three two barrel carburetors, I think, on that. Um, those are pretty pretty cool cars for sure. Well, you know, actually, I think 427 you can get in that car, which would be even cooler. So. Big block. The, did the 427 big block come with two four barrels though? On that? Um, I don't honestly have the answer to that. Mm -hmm. So um, you could get a 
Um, twin set up on like a 69 Camaro, but it came in a trunk in a box. Our favorite. So, so it came in the box. So that means that you basically had to, uh, uh, it was almost like, you know, had to be a dealer installed option. It was dealer installed. For some reason, they couldn't put it on the car in the factory. So it came in a box in a trunk. And then before you got the car, they installed that for you. Um, Could you get it that way on a Copo? And do our broadcast listeners know, our tens of listeners know what a Copo is? Uh, I don't know if you could get it that way. Um, so um, it, and you have to explain to, what a, to uh, everybody what a Copo is. Central office production order, correct? No. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Cent I think it's centralized is, yeah. office production order. So, hey, a lot of different cool cars. We obviously somewhat lean towards the GM. There are a lot of great European cars. We didn't talk about, you know, uh, Hemi Dodge builds a great, great car. A lot of cool Fords out there. I know, uh, buddy of ours. Uh, there is no cool Ford. Oh, there is. We just saw one. You know, that's not a Ford. That's a Shelby. Wow. Well, yeah, I know, but still a pretty cool car. But a lot of great cars out there and stuff. So yeah, dream a little bit. Think about what you'd have in that uh, garage and that mix of uh, cars that you have. Uh, but that's uh, Mike and Tony Tadich uh, from the Glove Box on uh, what our favorite three stall uh, garage uh, would be filled full of. Driving the discussion today is brought to you by Auburn Gear. With Auburn Gear, you enjoy the top-of-the-line American-made diffs. Our extensive lineup includes specialty models for your specific needs, from everyday driving to performance racing, hauling loads on the highway, or conquering the toughest trains. Auburn Gear has satisfied power enthusiasts for over 50 years. Visit AuburnGear.com for more. So, hey, Mike and Tony Tadich back for, uh, with you from, from the glove box and driving to discussion. So our topic uh, for this segment, uh, this episode, I should say, is, uh, you know, your battery, your alternator, but really as it pertains to all the modern uh, conveniences in cars, you know, door locks, power windows, you know, the audio system, the head unit, uh, all the different things and stuff. So not, not so much on how it starts the car and does all that, but, um, but what it does with, uh, you know, for all these electronics, even a lot of the, we talked to you in another segment about, you know, an average car has got 20 or so um, little chips or mini computers in a car. So you need power to power all that stuff. Um, just think of the modern house now with computers and electronics and all the things and the strain that we put on uh, your internet service. But uh, back to the car side, you know, the, all the car electronics. What So... Um, can you share a little bit, Tony, what your thoughts are and, you know, how that all works and how it all gets powered and whatnot? Yeah. I mean, your battery system is, is an integral component to a car. Um, your car can run without a battery. It cannot run without an alternator. Um, but the battery, the battery has to be there to be able to start the car, to be able to run the creature comforts, that type of stuff. In today's modern automobile, if you didn't have a battery in a car, you might not have have your power seat function you might not have your power window function the car will still run but it may not have all those creature comforts so that extra power and juice is is coming from that um the big thing that people always uh, think about is oh my battery is going to go bad because it's cold out and 
and that's a fallacy. The, the the heat is actually what kills your battery. So a battery, I went to a battery class a little while back, and a battery in, in uh, southern Texas lasts on average about 18 months. A battery in Alaska lasts on average about three and a half years. So the cold is not necessarily what kills the battery. It's more the heat. And, and I think people get that reverse. So the heat will kill your battery over the summertime. And then that first cold snap is when your car doesn't start. And it wasn't the cold that killed your battery. It was the heat through the summer. The other thing that people, I think, have a tendency to forget is batteries have an expiration date on them. So if you buy a brand new car, on average, that brand new battery is four to five years as far as its, its life goes. Um, most aftermarket batteries uh, will go anywhere from five to seven years. Some of them will go eight years. Um, there's some specific BMW batteries and stuff that go 10 years. Um, but the general, the general rule of thumb is a battery of five years of age should just be replaced due to the fact that it's five years of age. That's a uh, <clears throat> excuse me, good point um, of that, and talking about how that all all those things have to be powered and stuff. So, um, so I want you to think about you know what Tony talked about with that. But we're wondering how you make uh, door locks and power windows and wipers last longer. So, um, like Tony said, heat is a bigger problem than cold. Everybody in the north thinks they need to have a really good battery to start their car in the winter, which is true. But the heat's worse on. The whole system than the uh, cold is. So the other thing I think to come about, if you want to make things last longer, is you know how how many times do you roll a window up or down. You know, and we're we're now in uh, you know part of the life that everybody goes to drive up. You know, so that driver's side front window gets rolled up and down at McDonald's and the bank and you know the dry cleaners and everything else. You know that does that. So um, and if you're in a northern climate. Here's the thing that really screws that stuff up. You try to roll the window down when it's frozen. You leave your windshield wipers on on a rainy day, and then it snows, and then they freeze to the windshield, and that motor's trying to move that. So things that help that last longer is, Tony talked about in an episode not long ago, about just taking care of your car and washing it and cleaning it. Um, you know, rolling down a window that's really dirty uh, puts more stress on it and it wears on that. So I think if you thought, talk about all those different products, you know, how do you, you know, use it versus abusing it? Um, <clears throat> you know, a heater system in a car pulls a lot of energy, a lot of power in, in the car. So as cars have gotten a lot more electronics in them, you know, the uh, batteries have gotten bigger. The alternators have gotten much, much bigger to, you know, power all those types of things. So, um, so. The, the other thing that comes to mind with batteries is is computers have gotten more sophisticated. We no longer have lead-acid batteries. We have absorbent glass mat batteries, otherwise known as AGM batteries. So if you go into to your local shop and you wonder, why is this battery $300 or $400? It's most of the time because it's an AGM battery. So, you know, a lot of people get confused with that because it's not your $100 diehard battery anymore because 
is that battery has to have a lot more power in it to be able to to do things. Um, I'll give you an example. My wife walked out in the garage a couple weeks ago in the uh, Sienna van that I was referencing before is a hybrid van. Um, but she's like, hey, there's something running in the garage. Well, it was, I believe the EVAP system was actually running in uh, stuff um, in What's the middle of the night. What's an EVAP system? The evaporative emission system. So okay. it'll purge emissions and in, in stuff like that out um, without trying to get too complex for our listeners. But, um, you know, your car will actually run and do different things throughout the night on its own in in everything without you turning the car on and stuff because it's got different systems that need to purge. The average car nowadays to put all of its modules asleep after you go in and turn the car off, so meaning those modules and those computers actually stay on, most of the time is anywhere from an hour to two hours, some cars lasting up to three to four hours for all those modules to go to sleep. So your battery actually has to maintain its power charge without the alternator helping it or anything else running for three to four hours in some cases after you shut the car off and that's why we have absorbent glass bat glass mat batteries not lead acid batteries anymore well and i think if we summarize that up you think of the house uh 50 60 70 80 years ago it had a really tiny fuse panel 60 amp service yeah. was standard so tony bought an old house years ago that you know part of it had some of that but and that's what you had then um, but now houses have you know multitude of 200, lights 250 amp service or we were in a house a little while back that had what 800 amp service yeah it was uh, <laughs> yeah big big uh, big service for that uh, all electronics for that yeah but but that stuff's changed drastically. So, again, as we talk about, you know, the, you know, modern house and all the different electronics things and your surveillance cam- cameras and all your uh, electronic stuff, your car's got the same thing. So, you have a massive amount of components that use some type of power um, and, and uh you know, there's ways uh, that, that does power them. And then, again, there's ways to properly use them so you don't wear things out as much. So those uh, little bit about uh, battery electronics and all the different things in the car of uh, Mike and Tony Tadich from the glove box. Hey, this is uh, father and son team, Mike and Tony Tadich. Uh, just want to thank you for hanging out with us again today. So you got anything to wrap up, Tony? It's uh, uh, shutting the glove box time. So we'll see you next time on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Make sure you're here for our next one. Have a question for Mike and Tony? Call it in at 888-201-0858. This podcast is brought to you by TMT Automotive and Momentum Drives Marketing.